Hello, Mama. So excited to be here with you today. And I'm excited for this topic we're going to dive into. Uh, We are going to address the idea of fearing failure. And this can show up in so many different ways. The, the way that the question arose is from someone in the Facebook community just sharing some of her hesitancies with joining the academy. And she just mentioned that she was scared of failing. And that just sparked some things in my brain. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we need to talk about this. Not just with regards to the academy, though, yeah, we're going to go there. But also with everything in life, whether it's stepping into your calling, whether it's just trying again to get on a good schedule with the laundry, like it can be that simple. There's so many, so many things that we are trying to figure out as moms and we do not have it all together. And so whatever that thing that you can't quite get a handle on is for you, right? I'm here to help you face your feelings, to understand your past, to to find health inside of you and, and relationship with God. So that's an area of strength for me. But you know, my area of weakness, I share about it all the time, is my house. Trying to keep up with the house as I'm pursuing calling and doing all of the things and right. And I just struggle with it. But you know what? Every week I have figured out how to face that failure again and try again, instead of just saying, well, you know what? I failed last week. I might as well just not try this week. And so all that to say, I am excited just to talk with you about what has helped me, how I have progressed, just some mindset shifts that have helped me just keep pursuing the things that I'm failing in again and again and again. And I hope it'll encourage you. And, you know, before we jump in, I just wanted to talk for a minute about the Academy and, you know, I hope you've heard about the changes. I could not be more excited. If you haven't heard in brief, now you have access to coaching, Facebook group, and the content for an entire year. That's eight more months than before, which is such an incredible value uh, because the price really hasn't gone up much. And, okay, if you haven't heard, you need to know this. Today is the last day that if you... Uh, apply for the program today, you'll get $300 off, which makes it the same price as it was before when it was only 16 weeks. So that's just, I'm just excited about it. (laughs) So make sure that you jump in. And the reason I'm so excited about it is because ultimately the whole reason I'm here is to serve you to answer the call from God, to help you move forward, to help you grow, to help you heal work through the things that have been holding you back that you've been stuck in so that you can become a kingdom shifter, a world changer, so you can step into the calling that God has for you because we need you. The church needs you. The world needs you. We can't be bright enough. The light that we're shining of Jesus in this world, it, it is not as bright as it could be without you. And so that's why I'm here is to help you take the pain that you've been walking through, the pain you've been stuck in and and work through it so that you can shift that into purpose. And so when I have this opportunity to serve you at a greater capacity, because I'm now with you for an entire year, so it's going to give you ability to really implement what we're learning and um, fail a little bit. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's going to happen. And you're going to get back up and you're going to have a community to help you up. And I'm going to be there to help you up. And so having that whole year with you, it just gets me so excited. So that's why I'm telling you on all the platforms and the email and the podcast and all the things, because I am so excited for you. And really, when you think about the value there, you are getting an entire month of support for what it would cost for one therapy session. Now, I am definitely not down on therapy. I Therapy might absolutely be the best route for you. In fact, if you are in the depths of trying to heal from severe trauma and you have not processed that all, you, you are in PTSD symptoms all of the time, you are in uh, such deep depression that you don't want to live anymore, absolutely you need some in-person therapy. And that's even on the app because I want to make sure that I am uh, helping people step into what's going to help them. And so all that to say, this isn't for everyone, but I have also heard that some people that have been in therapy or even currently in therapy, they have seen a lot more quicker progress in the academy than in therapy. Again, I'm not done on therapy. Some of you need that, and that might be a good starting place for you. That might be where you end up after the academy. But either way, this the value of the support you get is just tremendous. And so I just it just makes me want to dance. I want to be there with you in your weeks. I want to know the day-to-day happenings. I want to support you in this healing journey. So please come join me. I can't wait to see you there. You can find out more details at morningmamaacademy.gr8, as in the number 8.com. The link is also in the show notes, in the Facebook group, in the email I sent you, in all of the places. So I hope that I will see you there. And if you apply, just apply, just get your application in by the end of today, Monday, then you get $300 off if you are accepted into the program. So I can't wait. Let's do this, mama. Okay. All right, now let's dive in to those of you, for those of you that are like, I want to do it. I feel Holy Spirit leading me to do it, but I'm worried about failing. Let's talk about that. And what, or for you, for those of you that are scared to fail in another realm of motherhood, of life, of calling, this is also for you. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this topic of failure today because it is just so real. I know all of us at some point have felt this, felt that, that fear of trying, the fear of going big or even going small, especially when in the past we've seen ourselves not succeed at something. We've seen ourselves uh, not reach the goals we've uh, set out to reach. You know, like I said, when this this analogy, and not even analogy, the, this experience in my life of trying to get my house in order. And now I have weeks that are better, and I shared some of those wins with you, and like I get in a groove, and then I hit the ground 
ground again, right? I get back to the same place. And so it's just a continual process for me of working out what that looks like. But (laughs) because of that continual process, I have really learned to get good at failing. I now am not concerned anymore when I have to try again. When I am about to start a new week and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, in the, in the past it'd be like, here we go. I don't even think I should try. I don't even think I'm going to use my planner. I don't even know about trying to create rhythms or structure this week because I'm just going to, I'm just going to mess it up again. Right. It's so easy after those multiple attempts and more multiple attempts and more <laughs> multiple attempts to just say, I might as well give up. I am just proving to myself that I can't do this. Uh, What if I do try again? What if I just fail again? And I'm just, you know, showing myself that I can't do this one more time. And I just think that is so the wrong mindset to get into. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) We're going to unpack just some mindsets that you can have and trying to shift how you think about this. And again, this can apply to so many different areas. Maybe it's like going to bed on time. Every night you're like, I'm going to go to bed earlier because I feel better when I do that. And I'm more patient when I do that. And then you're tempted again and you stay up late and it's just feels good in the moment. And then the next morning you're regretting it again. And you're like, dang it, I did that again. I might as well not try anymore. I might as well just let myself go to bed late every night. Right? So like, this could be with food. This could be with uh, parenting, right? Anything that we're trying to move forward in, which really, that's kind of life. If you really think about it, our entire life, this is what it looks like. We're going to try and be growing and moving forward in every single area. We never reach the pinnacle. We never finish. There's no finish line until we get to heaven. And so we've got to be ready to embrace failure. Otherwise it means we're not growing because, well, let's go into the first one. Okay. (laughs) First, first mindset shift I want you to have is if you don't try, that is the ultimate failure. Okay. So any, so saying yes to trying again, even if that ends in failure, quote unquote, that is movement forward and movement forward means you're growing. It means you're progressing. Even if that, that line of progression looks like, and I even hesitate to use the word failure because we define failure as like, that means it was bad. That means it did not produce anything good. And that's, I don't believe what we're talking about here, because again, this is movement forward. But even if this journey towards your goal looks like failure and another failure and another failure. And even if that's every day and like, if you mapped out your whole month, like in the Academy, we are, we start off with habit tracking because research has shown if you track your habits, you're more likely to adopt those habits and succeed in those. And so we start off with some habit trackers. And so even if your habit tracker, if you were to track those habits on a, on a daily basis, even if you miss an X on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, and maybe you got one on Monday and then Tuesday, no X, Wednesday, no X, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, no X. Like even if it looks like that and that's months of months, right? If every one of those days you tried or you looked at your habit tracker and said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to work towards this. Even if all of those were failures, 
that is still movement forward. So every day that I say, or every week that I start with mapping out my planner and saying, okay, I'm going to do my laundry at this time. And I'm going to do this at this time. And I have all of these intentions. Every time I sit down to do that, that is a success. Even if the week ends up technically being a failure, I am moving forward. I learned something that week, which we'll go into more in our next point. But just think about it. Like, so using the Academy as the example, if you were to go into the Academy and the first week you set out and you're like, I'm going to do this homework. I'm going to join the coaching call. I'm going to post in the Facebook group, all of that. And say you do 50% of what you set out to do. That is still movement forward. Or even if the next week you say, I'm going to do all these things and you do 0% of it. And then at the end of the week, you reflect and say, whoa, I did not follow through with any of that. Guess what? That was still movement forward because you set out intentions and now you're reflecting on what happened. Why did it happen? I think, I think what can happen is if we don't take the time to one, set the intentions, and then two, to reflect on what didn't go well, that's when it can kind of feel more like a failure or it, it ends up making us stuck because we let the last moment of failure define us. Instead of stopping and reflecting on that and setting new intentions, we just say, okay, that is, that's just where I'm at. That's who I am. That's what this is. I am just going to give up, right? But literally, if we just, if we just add, after that failure happens, this is all you have to start doing is once that failure happens, one, reflect. Think, what happened this week? Why did I get behind? Where did that, where did that first start? What, it, what happened? You know, and even as I think about my house, right? Okay, so I'll think back on this week. And, you know, in the past weeks, I've been trying to launch the, the new academy. And that has been tons of work as I've redone all of the worksheet packets. And I've tried to get everything ready in the videos and, and trying to get people excited about it like I am. <laughs> If you just had a fraction of my excitement, you would be in there. Uh, but, you know, I, so I've sp- stayed up late doing that. I haven't been in my normal routines because of that. During the day, if I have a free moment, I'm trying to, to do more work there, right? Uh, the kids have been sick. This has been happening, right? You just look back and you think, what were the things that set me off? When did that go wrong? You know, maybe thinking like, okay, we started, we, we had Friday night pizza night. This is usually what happens in our house. My husband and I make homemade pizza every Friday night, which is not the healthiest, but it is very delicious. And it is our favorite thing. We watch a movie, just him and I, kids are in bed. I'm sure someday they'll join us, but right now they're young enough that they can go to bed. They kind of have their own movie night before ours. Um, and so they're in bed. We watch our own movie, eat homemade pizza. It's just the best. And literally like when I have hard week, I just look forward to that. It's like, okay, I can get through this because it's almost pizza night. Like (laughs) literally it's the best. And so that, that's just like a very side note. If you, uh, have, if you don't have those things in your week where you're looking forward to them, you got to put those in place and yeah, it just changes so much. So anyways, 
What happens though is we'll have pizza night and really that's kind of an extensive process, right? We're making the dough where my husband has this crazy process for how he cooks it. And so there's flour everywhere. There's lots of dishes everywhere. We make garlic knots. And so there's, you know, just butter and garlic and salt and just everything everywhere. The bread machine is out. It just, it creates a mess somehow, just a massive mess. And we usually don't take the time to clean it up afterwards because we're trying to put the kids to bed. We're trying to start the movie so we don't fall asleep by the end of it. Right. And so we don't usually clean up that night. And so what happens is then Saturday comes and often our weekends are so packed, right? Saturday morning, we're, you know, kind of going, usually we can go a little bit slower and we don't want to be in a rush. And so we're just kind of taking our time. Sometimes we make a big breakfast, which makes an even bigger mess. And then we're rushing off to T-ball and then we have a birthday party and then it's the kids nap. So when the kids nap, we have, my husband and I have sacred time where we have face-to-face conversation and with no distractions. And so, and then after that, we have usually like a family thing, right? It depends on the weekend. All of it is, is different every weekend. But if we have a packed weekend, we don't slow down enough to do this big pile of dishes. And it's not just a few, right? Cause it's, it's all of the pizza night stuff. And then sometimes coupled with a big breakfast stuff and like it just stacks up so easily. And so if we go too fast in our weekend and then we don't do any of those dishes, then Monday morning, that's how we start our week. And there's just dishes everywhere. And so instead of just trying to maintain the house, it's trying to catch up. And so it puts me behind already. And so that's, that's a lot of information about the specifics over my house, but that's kind of like the detective work that you need to do. When did it start? So like going back to the example of joining the Academy, if, if you are trying to do the work and you keep failing and not the expectations that you've set for yourself, you don't live up to those, go back and look, okay, what got in the way? did I schedule the time that I was going to do it? Oh, I didn't, I didn't pick, I, I, I picked, okay, I'll do it on Wednesday, but I didn't pick the time and I didn't pick the place. Oh, that's the problem. I need to be more specific about what time and setting aside that time. Or, you know, say you did set aside that time. It's like, oh, I did set aside that time, but there was a major meltdown with one of my kids this week, right during that hour. And so then you go, whoa, okay, well, that makes sense. I need to give myself some grace for that, but let, let's see how we can do, do that moving forward. Maybe I should have a backup time. Maybe I should have two, two smaller chunks of time instead of one big chunk of time. That way, if I get derailed on that one big chunk of time, I can use the other time to do it. Right. And the cool part too, is that is what we're going to do in coaching. So if you go in and you keep trying to do the homework and, and go through the videos and the worksheets and you keep failing and you literally do nothing that week, just come to coaching and say that, raise your hand and say, Hey, I failed again this week. Can you help me problem solve this so that I can start? (laughs) You could spend the whole year trying to start and that would be progress forward. So it's like fail proof, right? Like as long as you do that extra step, right? When the failure comes, reflect, okay? And then set new intentions. Reflect and set new intentions. If you can just do those two steps, then you will never be stuck in failure. Okay. All right. Let's go into number two. So number two is that failure always teaches us something. And that's kind of what we're getting into. All of these points are very, um, knit together, but failure has the potential to always teach us something. Even if the worst case scenario happens, it can teach us something, right? So even if, you know, when I started my podcast, I was terrified because I'm like, 
this doesn't feel like this is what I'm good at. I, it was, it did not, I thought I didn't like to talk. I've kind of shared that with you before. I wasn't sure if anyone in the whole world would listen besides my mom, which at least I have her and that's great, but it's just very vulnerable. I just generally also don't like, um, self-promotion. I get really cringy with that. I don't love being in front of people or, you know, drawing attention to myself. (laughs) So starting a podcast is like the opposite of that. And so there's obviously a lot of fear of failing, but honestly, what I did is I just didn't even let myself think of that. And I told myself a different goal. And I said, even if only my mom listens, that is enough. The fact that I start, the fact that I try, that is enough. And so if you think about failure as the opportunity to teach you something, because in that, the just myself launching into that, I knew that God had something in that for me. Maybe that was to teach me to have courage. Maybe that was to teach me to just listen to his voice and go big. Maybe that was to help me get a connection with someone. Maybe there's one person that listened that heard something inside of me that, that helped speak life into me and take me in a different direction, whatever it is, right? There's always something you can learn from your failure as long as you stop and reflect and set new intentions, right? Okay. So into the example of the academy. So say that you don't show up for coaching for the entire first month and you don't touch the content. Okay. So a whole month is gone. That that's, that's a lot, right? That's 30 plus or minus days. That's, that's a good chunk of time, but guess what? you still have 11 months left. And if you come to coaching after a month of doing nothing and you say, hey, I'm stuck. I haven't been at the calls. I haven't been doing my homework. I do not want this to be a waste of my time. And we'll say, okay, let's talk through that. Let's problem solve and we'll figure out what's going on. And then maybe we'll figure out like, hey, you need an in-person accountability partner. You need to tell your husband you're doing this. You need to tell him when you are going to be doing your homework. You need to tell him when you're going to be on the coaching calls so that he checks in with you afterwards because he's going to be like, babe, like you just paid all this money. You cannot just not do this, right? So he's going to get some fire under your butt to, to jump in. Okay. And so maybe we, we need, we add that component and now you have some in-person accountability because there's going to be a lot of accountability in the coaching calls and the Facebook group, right? But you need that person in your actual life to poke you and to prod you. Okay. And once you add that in, whoa, watch you run. (laughs) So your hubby doesn't get mad. Um, but right, whatever that is, like we have to allow this failure to teach us something just like when I'm reflecting on my house and it's like, okay, what, what happened this week? Okay. Well, these things got in the way. Okay. What could I have done differently? How could I have made space to do the dishes this weekend? So I didn't start Monday off that way. And I think through, and I think about how long it took to do the, it would take to do the dishes on like a Saturday. And you know, it really wouldn't be that much time. It would be like maybe 20 minutes. And, you know, I think we could even sacrifice some of the kids nap time, or, you know, maybe I could do bedtime alone and my husband could do the dishes, right? You you strategize and figure out what that could look like. So failure is actually this beautiful teacher. And so it's actually, I want you to see it as a good thing. 
I know that doesn't feel right, but it is a good thing because it can teach you something about who you are, something about what you need, something about your goals. Maybe your goals are off. There's there's so many possibilities of what it can teach you. And when I say teach you about who you are, you are not your failure. We're going to get to that in a minute. But what I mean by that is that like, oh, hey, I am someone that really needs that in-person accountability, right? Like I am someone that really needs to schedule when I'm going to do the dishes. Like <laughs> it teaches you kind of about like, what what it looks like for you to do this task well. All right. The next one is failure isn't final. And I, you know, the specific phrase I think I read in one of the books I'm reading or a sermon, I heard it recently. So this is not my own saying, but I'm sure you've heard it too. Like it's popular. Failure is not final. This is not the end. This is only the beginning, right? I mean, and we already kind of talked about this because it's just it's just part of the chain. It's part of the chain of you fail and then you reflect and then you set new intentions. And so to just remind yourself when those failures come up, this is not the end. Like, and, and that God uses absolutely everything. So even in those moments that you fail, yes, you can reflect and it can teach you something and help you move forward, but also God is going to use that and redeem it. And especially for some of those bigger failures that, that you can think of. Like for example, I worked at a homeless shelter um, after I was out of college and I was a case manager there and a volunteer coordinator. And it was very intense job. And just the intensity was with um, women with mental illness that were also experiencing homelessness. And so I took it very seriously. It was my first job in the mental health field, uh, in the nonprofit sector. And I just was so proud of that because that was just what I really wanted to do, not specifically with that population necessarily, but just to, to get to actually help people. Like I was so passionate about that. And so this was like so exciting for me to have this job. And I was so proud of it. And Unfortunately, there was just some really, really unhealthy dynamics going on in that organization and um, just a specific person that just, um, yeah, I don't need to go into it, but ultimately what happened, and this had happened to other people that came before me and people warned me that this might happen, but I was like, no, I'm going to stand up and do the right thing. There was just a supervisor that was just had really unhealthy um, tendencies and just created a lot of chaos in the organization, but um, ultimately I got fired. And I, that felt in that moment, like this is the end, right? Like that was my first real job. That was the first job in something that I actually cared about. Like that, that felt like that was the end of it. Like, okay, like no one's ever going to hire me again. This is a sign I shouldn't be doing this. Even though like people told me this would happen. I had warnings, like it wasn't necessarily for the work I was doing. Uh, it was, you know, because of the other dynamics involved. Uh, but even, even with knowing that, it's so easy for those lies to sink in. And I had to fight off that and fight off even just specific lies that were spoken over me. Like um, one of the lies just because of the unhealth of this person was that I was asking too many questions and that I wasn't doing a good job uh, at my work. And so I thought for a while, like maybe that means I shouldn't pursue being a therapist. Maybe that means that I'm not cut out for this because that was kind of my ultimate goal is I thought I was going to do this job and see if I liked it and see where it took me and thinking that maybe therapy was the ultimate goal. And, and so I thought maybe, maybe this is not for me, but ultimately like I, I did the work, 
I reflected. I looked at what I could have done better. I looked at what happened. I looked at the reality of the situation, even bringing in coworkers to help me understand um, the truth because it was so skewed in my mind. And so they helped because they had experienced the same situation as me. And so they, they helped me kind of navigate this to figure out what was the truth and what was a lie. And the thing, the thing is, though, I could have easily just let that be the end. I could have said, sure, that's, that's the end of it. But it wasn't. And God showed me that. And I kept pursuing mental health. Obviously, here I am today. And looking back, like I, I know that God has used that in my life in that I now have more courage to stand up for what is right, because I, I do believe there was some injustice happening. And that's part of the reason I stayed, even when people said, you're probably going to get fired because of this person. And I, but I just believed that I wanted to stick it out for the clients and to, to serve justice. And the worst case scenario still happened. But then I faced the worst case scenario and I saw, okay, this is not fun, but I can survive it and I'm okay. And so now I believe that God has used that to help me have more courage to stand up for what is right, no matter what, because whatever that thing is we're scared of happening, it's, it's not going to take us down. It's okay. It's not going to take me down. I know I, I'm strong enough to handle it. So just know that like God is not going to waste any failure. He is going to turn it for good and use it in your life. And sometimes failure is just how he speaks to us. Like, you know, kind of like my academy recently, if you listen to the playback of the uh, Facebook live that I did just unpacking the new academy and why, why I chose that and the whole story behind it. You know, I talked about how I was kind of going with the whole thing, like of uh, God can't move a parked car that I, I wasn't exactly sure the direction to go with the academy. I felt like this was probably right. I knew there was a, a solution. I was a, a thing I was trying to solve with just giving more support to people for longer. And so I, I went in a direction trying to add, change it to the 16 weeks. And ultimately, like if, if you want to call it what it was, like it was a failure. It didn't work. People were not interested in the 16 week program, but God in his goodness, right at the perfect time, showed me exactly how to pivot. And if I had not tried to launch that other one, I would not be where I am today, where I'm more excited than I've ever been. And I'm doing something I've always wanted to do in my business. And I get to support you for a whole year. And I'm just so excited about the possibilities. I could go on and on. But but that's how God spoke to me is I, I tried. I I risked. I went for it, even when it wasn't certain. And it was a little scary, right? And that failure doesn't feel good. Like, oh, God, what does this mean, right? But he's so faithful too, just even on that journey of like waiting to see if people were going to sign up for this, this version of the academy. I, you know, would I, I got into my pain in different moments and thought maybe I just shouldn't do this at all. But God was so good to keep reminding me that that wasn't true. Just, you know, an example of that is I have a, a client that has been through the academy and she's doing individual coaching now. And she, <laughs> during that week where I was questioning everything, she said, Brittany, first of all, I realize that I want to coach with you for the rest of my life. <laughs> so flattering. <laughs> She's the best. And she said, and my husband and I want to donate towards the academy. How can we help? How can we support other people to go through it? And we're still trying to figure that out. But 
ultimately I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, God. Okay. If this is, if this is how she feels about it after going through it, like this is good. Like God is in the middle of this. And so he will be so good to, to speak to you and to bring that truth. Just even like in my other example about the homeless shelter that my, my coworker spoke truth into me and said, no, 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 no. Don't let those lies that were spoken into you set. Those are lies. Those are not the truth. Let me, let me tell you, I was in that same company with you, that same organization. Let me tell you what's really happening. Don't let those lies sink in. And so God will put people in your life to help you see clearly. However, you got, you got to make sure those people are in your life. Sometimes you have to seek them out. Sometimes you have to let them in. Maybe your walls are too high. You don't have them in. You have to make sure they're people that are going to speak truth to you. So all that to say though, God is going to redeem any failure that you face, and he's going to use it for your good, to help you learn something, to help pivot you in a different direction that you never would have gone had you not tried this other thing. So do not be scared of failure. It's a good thing. God is going to use it. Okay, the last one that I have for you, you are not your failure. And I know it's kind of self-explanatory, but I think it is worth saying that you are not your failure. It does not define who you are in any way. God is the only one who defines who you are. The failure, actually, if anything, it shows that you're courageous. It shows that you try. It shows that you're strong, right? So maybe, maybe, maybe I need to change this last point and say failure does define you in that it tells you that you can do this. It tells you that you're strong and courageous and all those things I just said, okay? <laughs> I like that. Failure does define you. We're switching it. Lifetime. That's what's happening, okay? So mama, do the hard thing. Join the academy, launch the business, have the conversation, get your house clean, (laughs) try again this week. Whatever it is, do the hard thing because the failure is only going to make you better. All right, let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you that you are such a good father, that you watch out for us no matter what we are walking through, God, that no matter what we face, no matter if we fail and we don't get what we were wanting to, God, you use it. You use it for our good, God. And that we, if we are looking to you, God, we will never fail so badly that we are off track, that we, that we lose sight of where you want to take us, God. And so I just pray over everyone that's listening, God, just for courage to rise up inside of her, God, that she would say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to take on this challenge because I know that failure makes me better. And God, I just pray you would redeem all of her failures. I pray you would show her how you've already redeemed her past failures, God, or what you want to do with them in the future. Lord, and we just we just thank you, God, that uh, it's not about us, but it's just about you, God, and that we just need to be dependent on you, and you will make all things beautiful and good. God, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.